Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi again, it's Amelia here. In the first part of my story... I had a horrible encounter with a rude guy in the restaurant I worked in. I hoped I'd never have to meet that kind of awful person ever again. But life doesn't work like that, does it? And ironically, I bumped into him around a month after that, and he saved my life. Then I ended up paying him back by letting him move in with me as he was homeless. And after a few days, I just had enough of his excuses of not being able to find a job so I told him he could come work in the restaurant with me. I introduced him to my manager, and because he's quite a bright-looking guy, he immediately got the job. However, it wasn't all plain sailing. I mean, what's with his laziness and clumsiness? He was a walking disaster. He broke so many dishes within his first few shifts only, he'd be lucky if he even got any salary. And that's not all. He shouted at a kid who dropped an ice cream on the floor he'd just cleaned. Obviously, the kid burst out crying, which made Jude even angrier. You can just imagine how much our manager had to apologize to both the kid and his mom. And after that, she was furious with Jude and threatened to fire him, all in his first week. Meanwhile, things at home weren't much better. He didn't lift a finger. The place was such a mess... And one time, I asked him to do some laundry while I went out to pick up some groceries. Well, I came home to find the laundry room covered in bubbles. And there he was, standing in the middle of that mess, confusingly pushing all the buttons possible to make it stop. He had basically poured the whole bottle of detergent in there. I couldn't believe it. He was useless. And he kept breaking things. I actually had to keep a list of it all, so that when he got his salary, he could pay me back. He was a nightmare. And yet, even though he was lazy and messy, that didn't stop him spending hours on his hair. I kid you not, I've watched him fix his hair for about 90 minutes once. And I swear, it still looked the same. Not to mention, one time, I accidentally walked in on him singing in the bathroom while stroking his hair. All he was wearing was a little towel, 
and we both got such a fright, we screamed, and I ran out of there in embarrassment. I came close to kicking him out so many times. He drove me crazy. Honestly, one night I was working late, so I asked if he could prepare dinner. Just a simple pasta. I mean, how hard could that be, right? Well, it was mission impossible for Jude. He burnt the pasta. Burnt it? How does one burn pasta? There were bowls and pans everywhere. When I started shouting at him, he just laughed and shoved me a dish of burnt noodles and said, Oh, come on, Amelia. I'm a chef. It's art. Now please, enjoy my signature dish, the smoky charcoal pasta. I could have killed this guy, but lucky for him, his humor has saved him this time. So instead, I decided to teach him how to cook. Unfortunately, he was actually a pretty decent chef, and he enjoyed it. One night I came home, and he'd made a Thai green curry. It unexpectedly looked quite nice. Still, I was nervous to try it, but OMG, it was delicious. He proudly told me how the chef at the restaurant had given him the recipe along with some cooking tips. That's great! And even though the kitchen was a total mess, it was a start, so I decided he could cook from then on and then I'd do the washing up. Pretty soon, his one month was up. I told him it was time to move out, but he begged me to let him stay longer, as he'd barely got any salary from the restaurant due to owing so much from all the broken dishes. I wanted to say no, but if I was honest with myself, it had been quite lonely living by myself, and even though he was a total klutz, I kinda enjoyed having some company. Plus, he was a top chef. I pretended to be thinking about it for a sec, and then said, Okay, fine, but you've got one more month. Then you're out. He was super happy, thanking me nonstop while running to the kitchen, saying he'd cook me a special dinner in return. Just like that, we learned to get along better with each other, as we lived and worked together. And, well, time flew. And soon, another month had gone by, and yet neither of us even brought it up. So... He kept on staying. Then one day, while Jude and I were working, a group of stuck-up girls came in. One of them suddenly said, Guys, look! Isn't that our Prince Jude? Why is he working here like a loser? Then they all burst out laughing. This made me angry, and I was about to go over and say something when I realized that the girl who'd spoken was Jude's ex. I knew Jude had heard, and I thought he'd get annoyed but he just ignored her and kept working. But the girls kept on laughing, and it was seriously annoying. I went over to take their order, but Jude's ex refused to be served by me. She kept asking for Jude to take their order, and when I said he was busy, she demanded to see our manager. Eventually, he went to serve them, but his ex kept on harassing him. She even dropped water all over the floor so that he'd have to come and clean it up. I offered to do it for him, but he wouldn't let me. And then it got worse. As they were leaving, that girl dropped a $10 tip on the floor. I was furious. What a spoiled brat. I thought Jude would leave it, but he calmly sat down to pick it up while the group of girls all burst out laughing as they walked out of the restaurant. I ran over to comfort Jude, but he just smiled and said, Hey, I have 10 bucks. What do you want for dinner? My treat. Then he went back to work, but every time I looked over at him, I could see he was hurt. I really wanted to yell at his ex. How 
rude can a person get? Later that night at dinner, we spoke about everything that had happened that day. I told him he shouldn't feel sad about his ex, because she was rude and never deserved him in the first place. But then he just laughed it off and said that it wasn't that gold digger that he was bothered by, but actually because it reminded him of his old attitude and the ways he used to treat people, including me on that first day we'd met. Then he sighed and said, I bet if I'd been a better person, a decent son, then my parents wouldn't have kicked me out that heartlessly, even when I wasn't their actual son. Suddenly I felt so sorry for him that I didn't know what to say to make it better. But to be fair, looking back at the person he was back then when we first met versus now, he was like a totally different guy. He had been doing a great job at work, and all our colleagues loved him. One day, a kid dropped her ice cream, and I stared in shock, waiting for Jude to freak out. But instead, he went over and asked if she was okay, and if she'd like another ice cream. I couldn't believe it. He was so sweet to her. I couldn't stop myself from smiling at him. He'd seriously changed. And even though it pains me to admit, he's a very good-looking guy. So naturally, he got a lot of attention. In fact, a lot of girls came to the restaurant just to be served by him. They even openly flirted with him, and he surely loved it. I just rolled my eyes, wishing I didn't have to see that. There was one girl in particular who came to the restaurant almost every day. She was super pretty, and obviously was trying to get his attention. I noticed one shift that Jude was kind of flirting back. How irritating! I guess he hadn't changed that much then. Then one day, I saw her hand him a piece of paper. When he came back to the counter, he was grinning and said to me, Looks like I've got a date tonight. I was so annoyed and said, It's not okay to flirt with the customers. I'll tell our manager. Then I stormed off. Later that afternoon, he clocked out first without telling me, and when I got home from work, I saw him being all dressed up for his date, which made me feel so grumpy for no reason. He was whistling and sounded so happy. Then as he walked out the door, he said, Don't wait up for me. It might be a late one. Ugh, he was driving me nuts. I told him he had to be home by 10 p.m. or I'd lock him out. He laughed and said, Are you joking? You're giving me a curfew? Jeez, Amelia, if I didn't know better, I'd think you were jealous or something. Ew, I wasn't jealous, and I told him that. Who did he think he was? As if I'd ever be jealous of that girl. No chance. And yet, I couldn't sleep that night. I kept tossing and turning, and thinking about Jude and that pretty girl. Eventually, I got up and decided to go for a walk. Maybe I just needed some fresh air. But as I walked into the park, there he was. But the girl was nowhere to be seen. Instead, he was sitting on a bench surrounded by stray cats. I walked towards him, and he was as surprised to see me as I was to see him. I asked him why he wasn't out on his hot date. And he said, Oh, the date went well, but I decided to come sleep in the park because I missed your curfew. That made me feel so guilty. I was about to justify myself. Then he winked and said, Just kidding. Actually, the date was boring. I did come to the bar and hung out with her for a bit, but I strangely felt out of place, so I made up an excuse to leave. I didn't want to come home too early, though, in case you'd laugh in my face 
So here I am. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm kind of overdating and stuff. Wait, am I hearing it wrong? Our playboy chooses to go play with stray cats instead of hanging out with hot girls in fancy bars? Are you really, Jude? I playfully rubbed his head while teasing him. Can't deny, but I actually felt so relieved hearing him say that the date didn't go well and that nothing happened between him and that girl. In fact, I was strangely happy. But what does that mean? Do you wonder if Jude ever actually moved out? Stay tuned for the final part of my story. You wouldn't want to miss it. I can't believe it's been a year since Gerald passed away. I know it's been hard, but on the bright side, at least you still have your two wonderful daughters. Thank you. She smiled. Then she rubbed Jamie's head. I'm very proud of this one. Yeah, yeah. Jamie's pretty, Jamie's girly, Jamie's adorable. And I was just the other child. I watched on as the three of them relaxed on the porch, giggling about dumb stuff and enjoying their lemonade, while I struggled with the stupid lawnmower. They didn't even notice me. I quickly finished up. Then I grabbed my skateboard and hurried out of there. Charlotte, stop right there. And where exactly do you think you're going without my permission? Skateboarding. I grumbled, then left. Whatever. She didn't care anyway. She just wanted to suffocate me. It wasn't like this back when I had Dad on my side. As you can see, I'm not a girly girl. All that manicure and makeup stuff just seems like nonsense to me. But my non-identical twin, Jamie, lives for it. She always wakes up extra early just so she has more time to style her hair, apply her makeup, and pick out her daily outfit. Then all she does at school is sit around with the other Barbies and giggle at pretty much everything. But guess that's the kind of girl mom prefers, as it's blatantly clear that Jamie's her favorite. It's always me who had to do all the chores in the house, just so her Jamie could sit there scrolling through her phone. There was one time when I was washing the dishes, I heard a deafening shriek. No, my sister wasn't being murdered. Instead, there was a spider crawling across the floor. Poof! It was just a spider! Nuts! I didn't want to be a chore slave. I just wanted to skateboard. Yeah, skateboarding and painting are my true passions, but Mum told me skateboarding was for boys. Ugh, how ridiculous. So I often snuck out. There were times I got so into it that I lost track of time and arrived home to Mum's furious eyes. You're grounded. Next time, I won't hesitate in breaking your boards in half. Jeez, that was so unfair. I pushed past her and ran into my room. Then clutching my board, I burst into tears. I wish Dad was still here. <sighs> Whenever Mom and I argued, he always came up to my room and told me how Mom only acted the way she did because she cares about me. She just has a different way of showing it. It's been a whole year since he passed, all because of a freak accident at the factory he worked in. Now... We all had to rely on Mum's home tailor job, and I just became the errand girl, while Jamie sits around looking pretty. Worse still, 
Mom insisted I get a part-time job to support the family, while Jamie didn't have to. When I questioned Mom on this, she just said, Jamie isn't like you. She wouldn't be able to handle both school and work. Excuse me, what? But I knew arguing with Mom about it was pointless. Anyways, it all worked out okay as I landed myself a job in this cool skateboard store. Oh, and also, less house chores. One rainy afternoon, the store was quiet, so I took out my sketchbook and designed some skateboards. Then my manager, Rick, peered over my shoulder. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Older. Uh-oh, was I in trouble? But to my surprise, he said, That's pretty good. Then he passed me a flyer for a skateboard designing contest. You should give it a try. This contest was meant to be, so I spent all my free time shut away in my room working on my design. I didn't see Mum or Jamie for a full week. How peaceful. <laughs> and guess what? I won first prize. It was awesome. However, Mum snatched the prize money from me due to family financial reasons. So my money was going to be used on new clothes and makeup for Jamie. Unbelievable! I didn't want to be under this roof anymore. But at 15, where else could I go? Poof. Then Mum told me her work was slow at the moment, so I should enter more contests to support my family. Hey, it got me out of chores, so I agreed to it. And I pretty much won all of them. But it did annoy me that I didn't get to keep my rewards. Then when I saw Jamie showing off her new shoes, I just wanted to yank them off her feet and throw them at her. Ugh! I thought twins were meant to have some sort of deep connection or something. Not me and Jamie. We couldn't be more different. Finally, I had a day off, so I arranged to go skateboarding with Rick. I grabbed my board and was about to leave when Mom blocked the door. Charlotte, where do you think you're going? Jamie has a date tomorrow, and her dress needs hand-washing. What? This was ridiculous. I rolled my eyes and said, In that case, she can wash it herself. Don't take that attitude with me, young lady. You'll do as you're told. Through angry sobs, I screamed at her. I wish you weren't my mom! Then I ran upstairs to my room. Right at that moment, the doorbell rang. My mom calmed down, cleared her throat, and opened the door. Huh? Why was there an expensive-looking car in our driveway? And why was a wealthy-looking couple standing on the doorstep? 
curious, I hid behind the wall to see who they were and what they were here for. From my eavesdropping, I found out that the couple was the Barnes. they just retired from their jobs working for the government in the secret intelligence department. Mom and Mrs. Barnes were besties in high school, so when they both fell pregnant at the same time, Mom offered to bring their daughter up as her own so they could go and work away on their secret mission. We've both taken early retirement, and we can finally enjoy life. We're very grateful to both you and Gerald for looking after our daughter, but we're here to take her home now. Oh my god. Turns out, one of us was adopted. No wonder we were nothing alike. But was it Jamie or me? Could it be me? I mean, Mom always preferred Jamie, so she could be her biological daughter. I knew they were my real parents. I could feel it. So taking a deep breath, I nervously stepped out to meet them. Jamie, come down here, sweetie. Mom called, and I froze on the spot. I watched on as Jamie appeared, and Mom introduced her to her real parents. She didn't even seem surprised. She just replied, yes, I know, then sweetly grinned. I'm so happy that I can finally meet you both. The Barnes cooed over Jamie like she was a puppy or something. Then they got emotional and all. Ugh, it made me want to puke. I ran up to my room, locked the door, and cried. Life was so unfair. Jamie was always the lucky one, while I always got the raw deal out of things. I must have cried myself to sleep, as when I woke up, it was morning. I reached for my phone. Jamie had messaged me. It's sad you missed my farewell dinner. I had a great time living with you. Come and hang out sometime, okay? Poof! I aggressively threw my phone down onto my bed. Bold of her to assume I would ever want to hang out with her. We had nothing in common. Luck alone was an example. Life went on, but without Jamie, as she moved to some rich kid's school. And I continued going to school, work, sneaking out to skateboard, and avoiding mom as much as possible. Then one chemistry class, while we were carrying out an experiment in the lab, one of my classmates made a mistake. And boom! We were all left looking like Cinderella. <laughs> and that might have actually been the best thing of that day, since we were dismissed two hours early. Excited, I rushed home to get my skateboard, but I knew I needed to sneak past mom so she didn't accuse me of skipping class. But as I passed the kitchen, I saw her sitting at the table sobbing to herself. What was going on? Suddenly, she stood up and walked out to the backyard. There was a leather notebook and a pen on the kitchen table, so I tiptoed over and took a peek. It looked like her diary. Hmm. Those freshly written lines were stained with tears. Jamie, my baby, I miss you terribly. I want you to live a wealthy, happy life. So I made the ultimate sacrifice. I tell myself every day that you're now a Barnes, not a Smith anymore. Not my daughter anymore. What? I couldn't trust my own eyes. What did these words mean? Could it be... But even if she mistreats me sometimes, she couldn't be that kind of person, right? I tore out that page, then hurried off to the skate park. Only, I couldn't concentrate. It was so bad, I messed up my pop shivet and landed on my butt. Ugh, this was driving me insane. 
That evening, Mom appeared in my doorway and asked, Charlotte, what did you do this afternoon? I answered, I told you already. I was at school and then the skate park. Did you see my notebook? The leather one? I shook my head in response. Oh, it's my expense book. I can't remember where I left it. She gave another scan around my room before leaving. When she was out of sight, I immediately pulled out my phone and texted Jamie. Jamie, I miss you a lot. Can I come over to your house tomorrow? I needed to see Mr. and Mrs. Barnes. I had to find out what was going on once and for all. Jamie replied she had a date the next day. Hmm. While I was typing out a reply, she sent me another message. We can't hang out. Please stop contacting me. Okay, that was weird. Did she sense something was up? I checked Jamie's social network profile and noted down the name of her new school. The next morning, I skipped class, went straight to Jamie's school administrator's office to ask for the Barnes's address. Oh, and of course, I made up a convincing story. Jamie's my sister, but then we found out she's actually the Barnes's biological daughter. Now my mom, who raised Jamie all these years, is really sick, and I need to tell her, but I don't know how to reach her. Perfect. She handed me the address and even wished me luck. There was no point wasting time, so I skated my way round to the Barneses. As I rang on their doorbell, I could feel my heart somersaulting in my chest. I introduced myself as soon as they answered the door. Hey, I'm Charlotte. Mrs. Smith's daughter? But I strongly believe I'm not Charlotte Smith, because I have something to show you. Then I handed them the torn page from my mom's diary. They both turned ghostly pale, and Mr. Barnes even had to grip onto the doorframe to steady himself. I felt bad for putting them through this. I mean, what if I was wrong? So I suggested, let's just do a DNA test to be sure. A few days later, the Barnes turned up at our house with Jamie. They slammed two DNA test results down in front of Mom. I peered down at them. Whoa! Turns out... I really am the Barnes's biological daughter after all. Mom gave this expressionless look, but then in a quiet voice she said, I just wanted Jamie to have a wealthy and privileged life. She's not as strong as Charlotte. She needs this more. Please don't blame her. She didn't know anything about this. Then she hugged Jamie and cried. Mr. and Mrs. Barnes looked overwhelmed. Finally, Mr. Barnes managed to find the words to say, Jamie's also like a daughter to us now. We will take care of her like you did with our daughter, but just stay away from us. He pulled Jamie away from Mom and guided her out of the house. Mrs. Barnes hugged me as she started crying. I found myself doing the same. This was my real mom holding me. Whoa, this was so crazy. I packed my things, but as I was leaving, my old mom called me back. Charlotte, I have something to give to you. Then she handed me a small box full of cash. This is your prize money. I put it away for your college fund. You better have it back. I'm so sorry. My sight blurred with tears. Dad was right. She still cared for me. My parents will forgive you. Then you'll soon see both of us again. I said as I hugged her tightly. 
Then I turned and left. A new life was waiting ahead of me. I walked into school with whispers following me. But is it just me? Or did the crowd seem even more chatty today? I nervously walked up to my locker and, oh my god, splattered across it was the stamp Teenage Karen in spray paint. I shivered from embarrassment, surrounded by giggles and gawping faces. I ran straight into the bathroom and shut myself in a cubicle to calm down. You might be wondering, how did I get here? I don't sound like those unreasonable, cocky people that usually grow into Karens, right? Because I'm not one of them. However, I realize how my actions could have caused this situation. I was adopted into one of those wealthy families who pressured their children to grow successful and flawless. As a result, I have never got any lower grade than an A or lost a competition. I was that perfect child that was too scared to fail because nobody had ever taught her how failures work. But then one day, everything changed. One casual school day, I walked into the literature class and saw an unknown boy already occupying my desk. All the girls were giving him dreamy looks. Hey, I tapped on his shoulder. Is this your seat? Yes. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. He then moved to another desk. I forced a polite smile and took my seat. Then our literature teacher announced that we would have a little test today, not affecting our grades. Being the teacher's pet around here, I could tell this was because she wanted to test Austin, that new boy. Okay, fine by me. Another A-plus to add to my collection. But only, I somehow couldn't concentrate. I looked out of the window, trying to find some writing inspiration, but that new guy was blocking my view. Okay, to be fair, he looks pretty cute. Without realizing it, I started staring at him. Then suddenly he turned to me. We made eye contact, which startled me. Oh gosh, wake up, Catherine. You have a test to finish. I tried to focus on my essay again, but I kept having this feeling of him looking at me. Jesus, I hope he didn't get the wrong idea. I'm not like those girls who only go to school to check out cute boys. Time's up. I nervously turned in my paper, as I knew I was distracted and didn't deliver my best. But never mind, nobody could beat me, even on my worst days. Well, not this time. The following day, the teacher handed me back my work and whispered, I don't know what happened, but it's okay, don't worry. Huh? I quickly took the paper and... B minus? Okay, I knew I couldn't get an A plus with this one, but... Not even a normal A? I've never had a B before! The disappointed faces of my parents popped up in my mind. What if they wouldn't want me anymore? They adopted me, gave me this luxurious, perfect life, and this is how I thanked them? I started to panic and looked around to find the teacher. I needed to clear this up. And that's when I caught a glimpse of Austin's paper. An A? No way! I slammed it on the table and stood up. I protest this grade. There must have been some mistake. Can you please look over my essay? Oh, don't worry. This isn't an official test, so it's fine. No, it's not fine. How can I possibly be worse than this new kid? You have to reconsider it or I'll take it to the principal. Kate, you're being unreasonable. 
Sit down or I'll take you to the principal. I took a deep breath and calmed myself while sitting down. There were whispers about me circulating the class, but I couldn't care less, as I had this B- to deal with. My parents could never know about this. After this, I knew my friends were just pretending to be okay with me. As one time, when we had to team up for the relay running in PE class, no one picked me. In the end, Coach Malone had to add me to a group. And guess what? It's the group of Austin and his fangirls. I hate this. And look at him. Such a thorn in my eye. I wish I could just throw this baton at his annoying face. But, thud, I fell face down just inches away from Austin. Are you okay? Just take the dumb baton and go. Ugh, this dude is definitely bad luck. I crawled up, and suddenly I heard giggles. It was a group standing by the track lanes with their phones up. Were they laughing at me? I stormed over to them with my hands up to cover their cameras. What's so funny? Do you have any common courtesy? Um, chill out. It's not- Has no one taught you to help others in need? Not record them and laugh over it? No, listen. Funny story. We actually- So you still think it's funny? Delete that video right now. No, you can't. Just- Just hear us out. But that only made me madder and yank on the phone even harder. Then- Oops. The phone went flying and hit the hard concrete ground. Oh no, I didn't mean to. The boy whose phone it was freaked out and ran over to pick it up. Look what you've done! Who would ever want to film you? We were just making a performance video for the cheerleading team. Through the cracked screen of his phone, I saw a video of the cheerleaders practicing on the field on the other side of the track lanes. Oh no, this was so embarrassing! I quickly asked for the guy's contact and promised I'll make up for his broken phone, then ran back to my class. I felt exhausted. It's like the whole world was against me. But at least there was always one thing that could ease my soul. Yes, it's my books. That's why whenever I feel drained, I'd go to the school library to relax. So, like every other time, I made my way there, but I think I'd forgotten my library card. Oh well. No big deal, as the librarian, Mrs. Flenderson, is basically family to me at this rate. She doesn't even ask for my card anymore. Hi, Mrs. Flenderson, I said as I passed by the librarian's desk. But then I was taken aback by some unfamiliar voice. Um, where are you going? Card, please? It turned out Mrs. Flenderson was out of the office, and there's this freshman who volunteered to fill in. I asked her nicely to let me in but she kept on saying no while chewing on her gum, which drove me crazy. Ugh. Listen, do you know who I am? I don't need some dumb card to get in here. Yeah, yeah, but not on my watch. Look, half of these books are from my family's donation. You should be showing some more respect, kiddo. Your snobby opinions won't work with me. Here, we attend the same school, so we're all equal and rules are rules. Let me speak to your supervisor. Call Mrs. Flenderson. You're such a Karen. I froze upon hearing that word. That was the first time I'd been called by that nickname. And only then I realized how much of a fuss I'd been making here. 
but it's just that I was already in such a terrible mood. All I wanted was to just go to my safe place, and that too was impossible now. I then quickly composed myself and walked away, but to my dismay, some passerby had been watching me throw a tantrum since God knows when, and yep, Austin was there too. Why would I be surprised anymore? My stories at the running track, also at the library, soon spread around the school like wildfire. People didn't try to hide the fact that they were avoiding me anymore and started calling me Karen. So, obviously, this one time when we had to pair up in literature class for the midterm essay, I was left alone again. At least, that's what I thought, until Austin leaned over and asked me to be his partner. Though I hated his guts, I cannot fail his test. So, yeah, I've agreed. We met up later that day at his house. I was enthusiastically showing him some of the book options for our essays topic, but he was totally unbothered, scrolling through his phone. Yeah, yeah, whichever you like. He'll be taking care of all this anyway. What do you mean? Look, I only paired up with you because you're so good at this. So please just do your thing. Whatever. I don't care. I hate these. You don't like literature? But last time you scored an A. Oh, that? Don't be too bitter, as I just copied your work and changed it around a bit. So, technically, it's your A, too. Yay! Congrats! What? So, all of the stress I had to bear these past few weeks turned out was just because he cheated? Ugh! I was so angry! Feeling on emotional overload, I burst out crying, which got Austin flustered. Hey, what's wrong? Calm down! Don't cry, I'm sorry, please stop crying. Then through tears, I started telling him about all the pressure I have to bear from my parents' expectations, and about all the Karen mishaps I've gotten caught up with lately at school. At one point, Austin apologized to me, as he realized this all originated from the act of him copying my essay. That night, we didn't get anything done for the essay, but we just sat down and talked. After such an oversharing session, Austin and I naturally got closer to each other. In fact, he became the only friend I had at school. It's nice to have a friend again, but it's still hard when your reputation at school was totally ruined and everyone knew you as teenage Karen. Especially when I had a big speech contest coming up. I hadn't been in the right mind to study, so I barely had anything prepared for the competition. I kept imagining my parents' disappointed faces when I didn't win first place. The night before the contest, I was so stressed out that I had to pour it all out into my diary, in hope that I would feel lighter and ready for the big day. Then suddenly my phone rang. It was Austin. Hey. Good luck tomorrow, Kate. See you there. Thanks. I don't know anymore. Are you still stressed over it? If you're this worn out because of it, then I know a cure. What is it? Just quit. It's just some contest. And you don't have to come first in everything. We're all just human after all. You're crazy. (laughs) Okay, I'll get some sleep now. See you tomorrow. But my mind was too cluttered with thoughts and worries to sleep. The next morning, I arrived in front of the competition venue, but hesitated to go inside. Then suddenly, I found myself running away from that building while phoning Austin. Meet me at the park, West Gate. Ten minutes later, he arrived in his car. I hopped in the front seat, then said, 
Let's go to the theme park. I want to have fun. Austin looked at me, stunned. But then he smiled and drove off without a question. Yep, just like that. I dropped out of the contest and turned off my phone to just enjoy a day being a teenager. I went on all the scariest roller coaster rides, screaming my heart out, leaving all my worries behind. By dusk, I was 100% ready for my parents' tantrum. They probably would disown me now, but I felt strangely calm. As Austin drove up to my house, I could see my mom pacing back and forth in the front yard. There she was, already waiting to punish me. Upon seeing me, mom ran straight over and gave me a hug. Oh my god, honey! Where have you been all day? We've been worried sick about you! Wait, what's going on? Why isn't she angry? Then dad also ran over to us as soon as he spotted me, holding something in his hand. Sweetie, I'm so sorry for not knowing how much you've been through. We didn't realize our high expectations were putting so much pressure on you. We might have been too strict on you, but I want you to know that we'll always love you, no matter what. Oh, dad was holding my diary. So, they know everything now. I cried tears of relief. It was so good to know they finally understood my feelings, and they even swore to change and try to listen to me more. That day, I realized that my parents loved me unconditionally, and whatever happened in my life, they would never give me up. What's up, teenage Karen? Um, yeah, my friends still call me Karen. But it's okay, as they only call me it in a jokey way, nothing mean or anything. I'm over everything that happened, and so is everyone else. It's all just memories now, but thanks to that Karen phase, I was reminded not to be so strict on myself, so I don't end up being a Karen to my own self again. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.